Two diamonds and a tree. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Two diamonds and a tree. That's perfect. Welcome to In Case You Get Hit by a Podcast with Abby Schneiderman and Jean Newman. I'm your host, Angela, and every week I'll be sitting down with Jean and Abby to cover issues related to organizing your life, home, and household. I was hanging out with two friends this weekend, and they're both have been baristas at one time in life, really like live and die by their mocha pot. You know, like the little percolators that go on the stove and they make espresso. One of them was telling me that the guy who created the mocha pot, Billetti, put in his will that he wanted to be buried in a mocha pot. So he was cremated and then buried in a mocha pot, his life's work. But what happened to the mocha pot after he was put into the mocha pot? Buried, he was, right? Yeah, he was buried instead of... Oh, oh, he was being... buried in the mocha pot, not consumed as coffee after the mocha no, 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 no. He <laughs> was not consumed. That's their special ingredient. That's what they've been using. That's why they have such big market share. That's what makes Italian espresso so good. Yeah, he's so delicious. Well, people have, I mean, we've, we've, we've read stories over the years of people having these very specific things that they want to have, you know, in, in the event that they die that, I mean, Gene, what was, I mean, you, you can, I think you can now be blasted into space you, yes, you can, you can be, be turned in into a diamond. Jewelry. I like that. But uh, the only thing is, if it, wouldn't you be worried if you lost that? You're like, it's not just like jewelry. You're like, I lost. Maybe you're supposed to, though. Maybe that's part of the scattering thing. If it falls off me. Someone used to tell me that about crystals, where they said, you wear them, and if it falls off, that means it was meant to be, and you get another one. I'm like, that just sounds like a gimmick to sell more crystals. But okay, I'll go along with it. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think my favorite one is that you could be planted you can be planted as a tree. Oh, I love that. That's what I want. This all reminded me of Carrie Fisher. When she died, they put her ashes. Her urn was in the shape of a Prozac pill just to prove her sense of humor because she was pretty amazing. So they did that. And of course, yeah. it's amazing. Uh, so you could choose any kind of urns. We've seen urns that they make like kind of out of like the likeness of the person and they're horrifying. I mean, it's it's it would be more terrifying than like a Halloween movie because these faces they they're kind of lifelike it's not like a, a brass bust that looks very stately it really looks like someone did a creepy version of you like I mean, what was what was the mushroom oh so we have someone on our staff yoko who is obsessed uh with that and as she should be and uh luke perry was buried in one of those luke perry of beverly hills 90210 fame and so many other things uh where you put the suit on and it looks kind of like a wetsuit with all these lines on it, kind of futuristic, something you'd wear in Mission Impossible. And what happens is as your body is placed in the earth, it's a very green burial technique because green burial is where you're not with all the trappings. There's no embalming. There's no uh, there's no burial vaults, things like that. Very natural wood for coffin or even sometimes placed in the ground. Um, you're placed in the ground and eventually all the seeds on the suit turn into mushrooms and it like your body's detoxified and you become basically a little mushroom farm. Hmm, interesting. So maybe that, I mean, they're not, that's not as, that's not, that, that's not as permanent as a tree though. So. Well, and have you heard of aqu aquamation? Yeah, you could, you could talk about that. That's cool. That's what I, I think I was. Yeah. Desmond Tutu, um, who died in, I believe, 
in, in January of 2022, he, he requested, um, he requested to be, have his send off in a pine coffin. Um, and that in his last act as a champion of the environment, his remains would undergo, um, aquamation, which is, apparently an eco-friendly alternative to um, to traditional cremation. Before the, the remains are laid to rest, they first undergo this process called aquamation. I had never heard of aquamation before, but so I started to read about it. And apparently the process is called alkaline hydrolysis. Um, I have no yes. idea what that means. It's like yeah, well, I mean, they use alkaline. They it's the chemicals and stuff they use the process. Of course, it can sound, but I think aquamation is catchier because it makes me think cremation, burning, aquamation, watering. Yeah, and so water, alkaline chemicals, and heat are used to accelerate the decomposition process. Wow, this is really crazy. That um, that takes place in nature, and so the body is put into a stainless steel vessel and filled with a mixture of 95% water and 5% alkali. And then it's heated to 200 to 300 degrees Fahrenheit and, and gently circulates for six to eight hours. And um, anyways, I think we're getting a little bit too. No, too no, I, I don't. Here, I don't. I think this podcast is perfect now for serial killers because everyone's <laughs> going to be like, I just need, I need 95% water and 5% alkaline. Ooh. Yeah. It's, it's basically yeah. cold cremation. So there's warm cremation, which is the one we're used to where you get burned. And then the cold is where they do this. It was kind of like the freeze dried method. That's not, and, but that's not the same thing as the freeze dried method though. Cause the freeze dried is like freeze dried and then fertilize. Which I think oh, yeah, is also kind of nice because then you're like yeah. becoming one of the plants. Again. Yeah. Well, I think the benefit of aquamation is its uh, minimal impact. Yes, on the that's the same with the freezing. Much more energy, yep. m- yeah, much more energy efficient way um, of handling the cremation process. And so very nice. Um, maybe more people will start to look into this now. Um, but there's, I think that there's just so many different there's so many different options now. So that's the good news. People have a lot of different, a lot of different things that they but can choose But this also from. makes me think of, and we put something like this in the book about like what you do with ashes, because, you know, we, I think we were taught in movies and TV. It's like, oh, you put them on the mantle out in the open so everyone can see, you know, I mean, usually it's set up in like meet the parents as like a comedy bag. Oh, don't knock grandma's ashes. Oh, look, they're over. Oh, everything's screwed. But that the idea of, having them out in the open isn't really the most common thing people do. They might have some little memorial or something, but a lot of times people will put them in. Don't ask my mom. She, after our dog died, who we, we had snuggles, our dog, who I think he lived to be either 16 or 17 years old. And he died many years ago. And after he died, he, he was cremated and we, his ashes came back from, the vet in a like a, a little box and my mom to this day keeps snuggled ashes under her bed so that she can just feel really close to him um but other people i mean we other people have uh you know have said that they want their ashes to be um taken out to the ocean and and spread on the beach or um taken out to sea or um, I mean, there's, you can do, you can do yeah. anything. And doing something with them. Cause there's, uh, and I 
we'll have to look up the numbers. Maybe you could put it somewhere on the screen, Angela, later about the numbers of unclaimed ashes every year because there's a lot where they don't know what to do with them. If they're unclaimed because people, they, they do the cremation, they're like, well, I don't know what to do with them. So they leave them there. And usually the funeral home that gets it back or the place, they say after they get a certain amount, they'll put them all in a casket or something and bury that casket so people are buried. But not deciding what to do and just assuming someone's going to say, I'm going to have them on my mantle, I'm gonna, they will keep them in the closet. I think even on that show, the the and just like that, she kept Mr. Big's ashes in her, in her closet. Yeah, until, in the closet, until coming, in a box. In, until you come to the decision, like, you know, I, I don't want to spoil anything. She figured out what to do. But a lot of times people might not want to part with them. And that's where you could make the jewelry. You could do, you know, people a lot of times being part of a reef and going into the sea. That's a good thing. I love those traditions in, in Hawaii. I was watching an episode, I think, of Hawaii Five-0. And they have this whole tradition going out to sea where someone's on the little, you know, the boat and they dump the ashes and it's very respectful. Uh, that kind of thing. It, it allows people to move on, but it also doesn't feel like it's this burden hanging over you. I really do think that the space burial is kind of cool, where you can have your ashes ride on a rocket into space. Like, what? Like, that sounds amazing. How do you hitch a ride on a rocket? You can. Um, yeah, you can. It's it's. Uh, there's companies, Elysium is one of them that does that. And they'll launch you your remains into Earth's orbit. And sometimes it's only a certain amount because... It, it's it's done by weight, like everything going into space, like how much it weighs you do it. I think that's where I think Carl Sagan um, uh, was sent there. I think Gene Roddenberry, creator of Star Trek. Um, I know that Hunter S. Thompson, I think they shot him out of a cannon or something. He didn't go into space. They did something more like Earth-based for fun. And people could be turned into fireworks. So there's countless options now, especially for these sort of unconventional quote-unquote burials and you know afterlife what do you do with the body what is like logistically the process for communicating what you want done like does it go in the will i think i said will earlier i don't think that was correct it's not in the will um what is you can that process i think first what's hard is to actually think about what you want done in the first place and now that there are all of these options that i mean only you know, some of them are very, very new, that it's it's a good idea to just start kind of for fun. Like we're talking about it right now, right? I mean, it's not a scary, we're not thinking about it in a scary way. We're kind of amazed by some of these options. It's like getting to shop for something you never really thought you were going to be shopping for, but kind of cool. Um, and so first, just take a look at what's out there, see the different options, start to get a sense for my, you know, what you might want. And at the very least, just let your family know. That's step one. Just just have the conversation with your family. Um, you can also document it. There are there are services. Obviously, our our service is one of them um, at Everplans. But there's other there's other ways that you can document it too, um, where you just list it out. List out what you want done. There's no rule. There's no law that is going to that is going to dictate what has to happen. And look, if your family decides at the end of the day that they don't want to put you into space and they want to keep you under the bed, they're going to yes. do that and nobody's going to stop that. <laughs> you cannot. And and also, I mean, the space stuff could be really expensive where they're going to be like, eh, we'll take you on like a commercial airliner. <laughs> we'll get you that high. We'll take you on a chopper ride. Uh, but it, it does. 
when you put it down somewhere and that's where even in Everplans, it is an area because we don't, you know, it's a fun, it's not something you live your life talking about. You just get it done and you think about it. And it's interesting because people talking about it, it isn't sad. It's, it's, it's interesting. And you just put down like, this is what I want. And a lot of times people might not be as creative, but they might want to say, this is an area I love visiting. You know, I love this beach. I love this trail, but there's certain things and people do it all the time. I know public places like stadiums, they don't want you to do it there, but people still sneak in ashes and do it there. I know they do it at places like Disney World or other like theme parks. And you don't want to do that because it's first populated. And second, it's just going to be like swept up. It's not thought of as, as respectful. So you want to find out where you want to do it, when you do it on in water, you know, you want to make sure that it's it's something that's legitimate that you're not just going there and dumping it on your own if there's lands where they say yeah this forest people do it all the time i don't know if you said the grand canyon i'm sure you'd have to look into that but you could just give them ideas and they leave the logistics the sorry leave the logistics up to them you don't have to plan it out like a lot of times with we talk we've talked about pre-planning funerals that's much more involved a lot of times pre-planning cremation isn't a thing you know, it's well, also I can say that the decision, you know, the decision isn't and shouldn't really only be yours. The decision should kind of be made in conjunction with your family. If you have a family um, that you should ask them, what do you want? Yeah. Do we have a family plot or do you want to do you want me to be cremated so you can put me under your bed or do you want to make a diamond out of me so you could wear it on your on your ring? Like, do you what do you what does your family want? Because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are going to be left behind. What people might say they want, and if it changes and no one knows it changed, then that's where the fights come in. Because if someone said, like, we have a family plot and you're going in there and someone's like, I don't want to. Like, I don't want it. Get rid of it. Give it to someone else. And they're like, I want to be cremated. I don't want that there. I don't want the expense. I don't want the problems. Just that's my what I want. You know, they'll know not to do that. Or they'll know to do it, but if you just leave it open, uh, there's no way. A lot of people talk about donation, um, which is something people want to do, but that's a timing thing because it's not. And, and usually, it doesn't matter health, age. Like that's not a factor. People always think because there's all different types of donation, but maybe at that point, getting th that place isn't accepting donations at that point. Maybe the travel is too difficult, so you need to have. Unless you have it planned out specifically, like I went this institution, this reason, you have to have some kind of plan for that. But then you have to have the backup plan, which is I want to be cremated and some instruction. And even opening that door, like we said, if you if you were to suggest that with someone and say, oh, this is what I want, because I could say with my parents, I've had that discussion a ton of times and it was never weird and it never went on too long. Oh, yeah, we have plots here or no, this is what's going to happen or this is where your grandparents did. Um, but if you want to have that discussion, have it, get some details. And also it's good to have a few witnesses too. Just even, even if you're just joking around, you're like, you, you make sure you tell other people in the family if they're not there. So if they have big problems with it, you'll find about it now. If they're like, no, that's better. I think it's a good idea to videotape yourself talking about these kinds of decisions so that when, so that your family knows how serious or not you really are. If you're like, I'm being really serious. If you know something happens to me, I want to be in a tree. I want to be made into a tree. I'm not joking. 
I, I, I legitimately, I know it sounds maybe crazy or you've never heard about this before, but it's really important to me. And I hope you'll put me and, and make me. You can me even say bio urns is the main one that does it. It's like a, it's like a cool little, uh, cardboardy tree thing that you put the ashes in, bury that. And next thing you know, Abby's a tree. Can I be made into a diamond and a tree? I, I you just could, decided you could I want split one. it up. You could split up however you want because once you have the ashes, it's not like, oh, the allocation. Because people could say you take some for parents. You take two diamonds and a tree. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's going to be your memoir, actually. We have your title for your memoir, Two Diamonds and a Tree. That's perfect. I'm literally, seriously, Angela, get Amazon Prime or Netflix or Hulu on the horn right now so we could sell this. This podcast is brought to you by Everplans, the app designed to guide you through securely storing and sharing your most important information. We're pretty much everywhere you are, so be sure to follow us. We're at Everplans on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. See you next week.